vicariously with Elizabeth, vicariously and Curtis too. Of your own creation called Just you finish your drink in the next 20 minutes. Oh, easily. All right, I am recording now. Okay. <laughs> oh, God bless. <laughs> We've done it. Hooray! So A laughing intro. Yeah. Uh, you list- came by it honestly. This is true. You're listening to Vicariously with Elizabeth. And Curtis. Oh, wow, that's awesome. We did it. <laughs> we're and actually... we're joined today. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go ahead? Take it away. <laughs> we're joined today. I'm sorry, I just can't speak at the same time. Please <laughs> Okay, our friend Cameron's here, Hi. and uh, all of us are doing great, and so <laughs> if we could have video right now, oh my gosh, Curtis is having a full breakdown. <laughs> are you crying? Are you okay? A little bit. A little oh bit crying. No, I don't know why, but like the second I went to speak to him, record, the edible, it just kicked in. Bobo <laughs> has to write at that moment. Like, Watch this, motherfucker. <laughs> I watched his eyes glaze over oh my time, God. and then he just fell into a laughing I only took half of one, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. But I do have a screwdriver right now, as do you. I do, I do. Cheers. Cheers. Well, we're not going to clink. That's loud. This isn't ASMR. (laughs) There it is. Thank you for coming to my ASMR channel. There's something inherently sexual about ASMR. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. It's intimate. I think that's why people like it. Yeah. It's like a relaxing talk dirty to me. I guess so. There there are ASMRs that are like it like your boyfriend whispering in your ear. Like they're themed mm. that way. So that sounds saucy. Yeah. I need to listen to some of those. Yeah. Hey girl. Just wanna let you know you rock my world. <laughs> or hey boy. Is that your impression of a straight guy? <laughs> <laughs> hey girl. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Elizabeth, how was no your week? Ever said that to me. Um, my week was, how to say, deeply long. It was so terrible, honestly. It was only four days because we had Monday off, and I think that that somehow, like, came back to bite me in the ass. You know, like you get a three day weekend and then you go back to work, and it's like, ooh. Did you go to the office like you said you were gonna? Mm, yeah. And you still were like getting kicked by the week of work. Yeah, it was hard. Also, I'm a weak baby, but (laughs) it was both of those things, okay? (laughs) Hey, girl. Why are we going back? I can't with the hey, girl. Okay. How was your week? Um, It was boring for the most part. Yeah. I mean, honestly, no, I got books so I can teach myself how to become a personal trainer. Trying to get certified. That's cool. So yeah, and then I bought another book for like a certification and another specialty like for right after. So I can just be like, yes, I've been in this business for so long. I haven't. But you're lying. Yeah, well, I've been an assistant manager to a Gold's Gym, so and I've dealt with like health and fitness. That's true. You've been in the world. Yes. Can I just say juice cleanses are a hoax? Yeah. Oh. There really is. After um, working I disagree with him for for working in a juicery for so long, I can tell you there is no science behind the cleanse. Juicery. Certain juices, correct. All correct. of them, fuck no. 
And I had to lie every day. And they were like, but you're doing it for the customer. It's like, why? How are we rationalizing this? (laughs) That's capitalism, baby. And then they really wanted to do these like big vending things with um, partnerships with other companies. But it would be like the American Heart Association. And they're like, we can't work with you. The American Heart Association was like, no, we're not into juice. Yeah, actually, Richard got to be the one to tell them. That's amazing. Wow. Love it. Richard is our friend. Well, the amount of sugar that's in those juices, I can't imagine that. I know. Like, especially, like, the Heart Association being like, sure, chug nothing but sugar for three weeks and see how you feel. Yeah. How was your week, Cam? My week um, was good, I think. I did not get a five-day, or I did not get a four-day week. I, I had to work Monday, which is like, you know, it is what it is. Um, I am currently working on a show. Um, that deals with um, a lot of uh, kid dancers oh, and their moms. Lucky you. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing nothing but dance moms and research, and it's not dance moms. No. No, I mean like um, you're dealing with I'm dance dealing moms. with dance moms. Yes. yes. Moms adjacent. Yeah, but it is. Yes, it's dance yeah. moms adjacent. Um, and it's uh, it's crazy. Mm. These mothers are out of their fucking mind. You know what's weird is to completely contrast that Matthew has us watching on point. On Disney mm-hmm. Plus about Saab, SAB's um, dance school in New York yeah, City. Yeah, yeah. And none of the parents are dance parents. They're like, oh, my child is gifted and uh, I don't understand it. <laughs> no, that's because they're not produced the right way. Like, they're not produced the right They're produced properly for that show. But, yeah. like, we are, like, we're, lo- like, we keep telling them, like, this show's not about the drama. Like, this show's not <laughs> dance moms. We're not, we don't want to watch moms, like, duke it out in a parking lot. Just when so in you reality, know. we're all like, will this mom punch another woman in the parking lot? <laughs> yes, she Everybody <laughs> who's listening didn't get to see Cameron's face, but he was doing a very mm-hmm. unaccurate David Rose. Oh, thank you. I unaccurate. It. I don't know unaccurate. what I'm saying. Yeah. Un- un- on. 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 It, on it was accurate. accurate. Great. It yes. was? It was. I it thought was so. It was accurate then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I said on and then accurate. Oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, <laughs> that's like antidotal. <laughs> that was my favorite. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so Do you what's want our one, theme Cameron? this no, week? Good. Oh, yeah, so our theme is ghost stories. Mm. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, um, can we go around the room and just... Blanket, yes or no, do you believe in ghosts? Also, you have an eyelash right here. Make a wish. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've been waiting for this moment. Yes, you did. You got it. Well. It went away really quickly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Settlement. Settlement. That's what you wish for. (laughs) Settlement. Settlement. (laughs) Yeah. Get that money. Okay. Do you? I do not believe in ghosts. Oh. A non-believer. I'm I'm pretty open-minded. Like, mm-hmm. I, if you have an experience, I'm not going to be like that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I've never had. Today's the day. Any... <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through my story, she's like, know, shut like, up. This shut is all fake. But I've also like, you know, I grew up in upstate New York. I've been a lot of spooky places, mm-hmm. um, and I've just never had that experience myself. So. If seeing is believing, no, I'm not a believer, but I am, I do believe that other people have had experiences that cannot be explained. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm open-minded. Solid. Solid. Well, you're our guest. So it's obviously a yes from you. Well, 
I feel like that's a loaded question. What, what about you? What, where, where, yeah. what, what are your beliefs on it? I think they're really fun stories, but I struggle with believing them sometimes. Mm. Oh my God, why the hell am I here? Because um, it's going to be fun. <laughs> um, so I want to believe. I, yes. So, I, well, there are definitely things that people can't explain. Right. And I think that is the really fascinating aspects. But there, there are stories, and we have a complete contrast from each other to read, mm. you and I, Elizabeth, okay. because you have, like, the helpful ghost. And I just have a story that I've heard that is, like, probably a demon. Mm-hmm. I would say yes. I can believe more in the ghosts but less of the demons. Okay. okay. Um, so for me, um, quick little background on, like, I guess – my experience with the supernatural and with the ghosties and the things that go bump in the night. It's called Florida. Exactly. Um, Florida is just a black hole skin tag attached to the south side of America. Wow. Um, Sorry, listeners. Oh, I mean, I was like, <coughs> I lived there since I was two. So basically born and raised there. My mom is a seventh generation Floridian. My sister wow. is eighth generation Floridian. Like, our blood runs deep yeah. in that weird little place. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I... I just pictured Epcot when you said that. Weird little place. Yeah, well, his blood like, is in Epcot. That's like the one little shining mark. I know. I know. Like that one street in Miami. Yeah, it's like those exactly. two places. <laughs> and the whole point of Epcot is that you go there and it takes you anywhere else but Florida. <laughs> yeah. and it's like the best spot in Florida. I do like the speed track. That was fun. That's funny. Um, so I, um, I, I do ghost hunting. It's what I, it, it's something that I really enjoy to do. It's like a little like fun no side way. hobby of yeah. mine. Um, it was a hobby that was born out of trauma, um, as most good hobbies are, by the way. Um, and, uh... (laughs) What? Absolutely. (laughs) Sure. Um, the good hobbies, not the boring ones. I like collecting nickels because my mother was killed in front of me. Yeah, exactly. With a nickel? (laughs) Yes. Probably. That explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You can put them on the eyes, too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mars, yeah. Um, yeah, (laughs) no. Uh, so... It, yeah, it was, it was kind of born out of trauma because I used to be really, really terrified of the supernatural and I didn't really know what to do with it. And mm-hmm. I was raised in a super Christian household. So it was like, the supernatural exists, but we don't ever talk about yeah. it or explain it at all. Don't even look at a Ouija board. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, no. Ghosts, or, ghosts do not exist, but demons <clears throat> and angels are real. <clears throat> um, and nothing else is real. Yeah. But those are real. And so it's just like, you know, yeah, it's just... But they don't weird. believe in purgatory then? Uh, not on the Protestant side. That's more of a Catholic belief. Because that's strange, because most ghosts, like, that stuff is associated with purgatory. It's, it's one of the theories, but there's, there's a lot more kind of mixed in mm. there. But, like, we have one of the ideas is, like, it's a, it's a purgatory, it's an in-between. Um, some people believe that it is an energy or an entity trapped on this plane that hasn't, mm. um, been able to cross over or refuses to cross over. Or maybe there's nothing to cross over to. Um, there's a lot of back and forth on all that. Um, also, Doctor Strange. Yeah. So basically, I I used to be terrified of it all the time. Couldn't figure it out. Felt like I could feel things and and that I was constantly surrounded by things that I couldn't see. And it freaked me the fuck out. Um, finally, uh, sought out therapy. Um, this is all like before the age of like 11. So the, wow. there was a lot going on. Um, and then finally, I got to a place um, when I was in high school. Where I was like, what What was I really afraid of? What was going on? Mm. And I discovered shows like Ghost Hunters and stuff like mm-hmm. that, where people were taking a more scientific approach to the supernatural, yeah. which I had never thought about it that way. And so I started ghost hunting as a way to kind of really face 
things that I was afraid of. But let me just iterate though, but you're not doing it for like, for people listening, cause mm-hmm. they might've gathered that you're in the industry. You're not doing it like for a camera or anything. So there is no, no, no. that like, mm-hmm. cause ghost hunters, they were like, Steven, oh, we have, yeah. no, there was drama. They were like, I don't understand why Steven wouldn't hold the EMF meter today. <laughs> it's because no. I looked at his wife yesterday. Yeah. Well, don't There's none of that. People's exactly. Wives. Okay. Especially if they're part of your ghost hunting team. Yeah. That's like sleeping with a colleague. It's creepy. Guess when um, she was the ghost, she died. Whoa. <laughs> Fucking plot twist. Oh, uh, I see dead people shit. The only episode of Ghost Hunters I've ever seen where they actually showed evidence was actually near me, and it was in New Hampshire mm-hmm. at the Mount Washington Resort Hotel. Oh, that was a great episode. That yeah, you're not allowed to go into the tower. Yeah. And they caught the audio. Because usually it's they, like... Yeah, they, my, that chair started moving on its own or something like that in the tower. Wasn't that it? No, it was It was all... The only thing that they got actual on there was, um, was her talking, the old oh. lady talking. Which I've gotten a I lot of voices. So They're fun. This is so cool. My favorite <laughs> all-time show, just to keep interrupting, yeah. is MTV's Fear, which we did like a complete rewatch of it because all the episodes are on YouTube, mm-hmm. and they would dare you. It was more psychological than anything, like but they would factor? kind of. But like you would go to like Eastern State Penitentiary, you would oh. go to the USS mm-hmm. Bunker, like you would yeah. go to these. So famously haunted places and they would be like, you need to go sit in the infirmatory where all these people died and reports have happened for two hours by yourself in the lights off. Yeah. See, I hate that shit. There's no way. There's no, and I I, I can't can't watch horror movies. Like I, I, I will go chase down dead things, but don't ask me to watch like a scary movie. This is true. I haven't got him to watch anything scary. No, I hate them. I absolutely hate them. I do feel very like attracted to, this is going to sound weird, but like death. Like I really like, like, um, I enjoy graveyards and like, there's sort of like a serenity to that kind of thing. So I can, I, that's sort of like interesting. The I was the, just about to say, well, this is appropriate because you're wearing skulls, but you're wearing pugs. Yeah, they're a little pugs. They're, so <laughs> <laughs> they're a little just pugs. Quick glance. Quick glance. Yeah. Well, and and I, I think there is something to that because you, you know, when you, when you hear people talk about, you know, they're in the room with someone and they pass on, like they're there with a loved one mm-hmm. or, or they're at a funeral and it just felt very serene and peaceful and yada, yada. Yeah. And then you talk to other people and they're like, I went into this place and I just felt unsafe. Yeah. I did not feel comfortable. Something did not seem right. Mm-hmm. Something didn't sit with me well. Um, Fridays. That, <laughs> that, that, that kind of, um, that, that kind of fear and, and like, this doesn't feel right kind of feeling yeah. is what I had like my entire childhood. Wow. And, and it's what I get when I still walk into places that are dark, when there's like weird shit going on mm-hmm. when, you know, and, and Does a lot that, of, would you insinuate that your childhood home was haunted then? Um, I don't know if my childhood home was haunted or if I was just very susceptible to feeling things. Um, cause I, I, I it, some people have said that I was dealing with more empathic things. So I was feeling other people's emotions, mm. but I wasn't actually feeling like dead people. Yeah. Um, some people, uh, have told me that there might've been, um, more of like a demonic, uh, energy in my house, not necessarily like a human spirit. So mm. it wasn't haunted as much as it was oppressed. Um, there's a lot of different like conversations that I've had with different people about like what I might've been going through as a kid, but a lot of it just stems back to the fact that I was very, very sensitive and I didn't Mm -hmm. know how to control it and I didn't understand what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. So it felt much bigger than it probably was. Mm -hmm. My roommate has the emotional one. 
or so he yeah, says. The empath side. Like he didn't understand why he was upset when he was like in traffic in a car, and um, it turned out that like a woman was killed not even a mile up, and that was what's causing causing the traffic jam. But he was like crying for no reason. Yeah. 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 Wow. And so, and I, I used to experience a lot of that kind of stuff when I was a kid, where it's just like out of nowhere, I would just be yeah. wildly depressed and like couldn't really figure out why. And, you know, no one was like, you know. Here's your Zoloft, kid. Exactly. Right. Like, like it was never like, I mean, we spoke to doctors, I went to therapy, nothing was like, we're diagnosing you with X, Y, and Z. It was like, there was really no rhyme or reason to any mm. of it. Um, so to fast forward, I got into ghost hunting because I was, I was, I wanted to understand what I was afraid of. And so then I, um, I started kind of like investigating places that people would let me into, or, um, like I grew up uh, doing theater. So I investigated the theater. Um, and then next thing we know, we're like historically very haunted places. Yeah. Don't say the word out loud. This is a show. What? The M word? Yeah. Don't say it. (laughs) Why would I say it? (laughs) The M word? What's the M word? If you're in theater. We're not even in theater. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. This is a make a bath. Um, yeah. <laughs> McDonald's, McDonald's. McDonald's. Good luck. Macbeth. Walk under a ladder, black cat, black glass. Um, so, uh, so I, um, I got, I got, there we go. Um, but it got to a place where people started inviting me and my friends to actually investigate like their homes or That's we were investigating cool. like hotels and all sorts of stuff. Um, and yeah, we never had any cameras around us except our own. Like nothing was ever sent to anyone except for the people that invited us in to investigate so it was it was strictly like to help other people and just for our own experience. Like it was yeah. it was it was a really really crazy, fun um, time every time we did it. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how I got into ghost hunting. Wow. So we each have a story, and then we can just let you weigh in on if you think yeah. it's true or not. Great. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I mean, one of them definitely reads like it's exactly true, <laughs> yeah, and I feel like so... it's a huge insult if I say that it's not. But you know what? Don't be disrespectful. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This is an opinion piece. You can say whatever the hell you want so, within reason. That's but there will right. always be consequences. For yeah, you, you say. can say whatever you want, but people are going to have feelings about it. <laughs> um, cancel culture. Yeah. So this is um, who is this from? Zach. Thank you, Zach. Are we saying names? Yes. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Zach. Email your stories to pod by carriesley at gmail dot com. Wow. <laughs> what a plug. What a plug. Okay, so here we go. Ghost story numero uno. Hey there, lovely people. So this ghost story is not directly related to me, but it happened to my mother and is the reason why I people in ghosts and spirits and all that jazz. So some autocorrect going on there. (laughs) Think what you will. (laughs) When my mom was young, my grandfather passed away. So it was just my mom and my grandma. When my mom was 18, she fell asleep on her chair in the living room while my grandma was on the couch sleeping. While she was asleep... My mother had a dream of my grandfather coming to my mom saying, wake up and go to mom before it's too late. When my mom woke up, my grandfather was having a stroke. You mean grandmother. Oh, yeah. Grandmother. I'm having a hard time. (laughs) Ever since that day, my mom thanks my grandfather in heaven for sending out that ghostly message to get to my grandma in time. Wow. Oh, I love that one. That's beautiful. Actually, now, like... Now that we're thinking about it, I feel like there's more, much more to, like, the ghost conversation than I really thought. Because, mm-hmm. like, my this is, my mom has dreams of, like, dead people, like, our dead family members and stuff. Yeah. Like, and my grandmother does, or she used to. 
I wonder if I just like missed the gene or something. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I just have to say to contrast that, and I'm so sorry to my mother, but uh, she talks to animals and they are the dead relatives. Oh, so it's more of so, like a reincarnation thing? So speaking birds and carnals are people relatives and butterflies are former dogs. And she'll be like, hi, Hazel. <laughs> that's hi, Murphy. So I, mean, that's, I, I, I see... I see that as a really beautiful thing. Like that's re- like that's really really sweet. Yeah. My dad once yelled at us to close the blind before my mom noticed that there were butterflies out the window. And he's like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn your coping mechanisms. <laughs> so I think going back to Zach's story, I, I think yeah, that, that that's another side of like the whole like supernatural conversation yeah. than just like oh there goes among us. Um, right. I I I want to believe that family members and people that have passed on have an ability to reach back and talk to us here. Um, I think that it's just a really beautiful sentiment. And I think it's, as humans, we always wonder what, what is beyond this, Mm. whether it's looking into the ocean or into space or into like the own human mind or, you know, and afterlife is kind of like, we're all going to experience it someday. Yeah. Everyone is going to experience the afterlife whatever it may be. And so we're all afraid of it and fascinated by it at the same time. <coughs> Held for cough so you can edit that Thank out. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a really beautiful story. And I, and I, I think that that's absolutely true. I think those types of situations are way more common than like, I saw a woman covered in blood standing at the end of my bed. Like, right. like I, I think, I think our, that sounds like a Ryan Murphy show. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But no, I, I, I think that like relatives like reaching back to us or people that are played important roles in our life reaching back to us. Um, we had that in the first episode of our podcast with Cam, not Cameron, but Cam Leary mm-hmm. with his grandfather and it turned out to be the priest in the hospital. You're not remembering? <laughs> it's okay. I wasn't here for this. I, uh, it was a really okay. impactful episode on you. Sorry, Cam. I'm in a blank on that one, but that was a wonderful conversation. Thank in general. You. <laughs> so I this, don't remember it, but I had a great time. So the story I have that before so we get into main guest territory, because you even brought props with us. I didn't hear what, what he said. <laughs> it's fine. It's in the past. Yeah, it's in the past. What's in this illustrious oh CVS bag? Oh my god! What's in my little bag of goodies? Um, Wait! Don't get into it yet. No, I won't get into it yet. Never mind. There's nothing in my bag Why of goodies. Why did you at bring it up? I said before we get into our main oh. guest, who has oh. a bag of props. I guess I it's see. not me. I'm not the main guest. I've been you here are, time. but I have a story as well. Oh, that's right. oh. oh. moving on to our next. He story. finished his vodka finally. Yeah, I did finish my vodka. I'm oh, catching god. up. Um. Do you okay, need another? Curtis, what's your story? <laughs> um, so this is one that I've heard a couple times from people. So it could be urban legend. It could just be super real. Okay, but this whatever. one is really short, and I think it's creepy as hell. So, like, the living room's attached to the kitchen, and then you have a hallway where, like, the bedrooms are to the living room. So you can't just directly see into the kitchen. Are you talking about where we are now? No, no, like, in general, just setting up the space for the okay, story. so just in a generic home. A non, a, 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 but you know a, how some kitchens are open. Place. It's not that. You can't just directly look into the kitchen. Okay. Okay. Yes. So the um, the person is, I think it was a guy. He was laying down on the couch. He just woke up from a nap, and he's at his aunt's house. So the light's on in the kitchen, and um, there's no lights on else anywhere else. But then he hears his aunt say, hey, can you come here for a moment? But it's coming from one of the bedrooms. 
And then he looks to the kitchen and his aunt is standing right there and goes, don't go in there. I just heard that too. Okay. Yes. I have heard this one a lot before. So it's so creepy. So the, the, the premise is that it, this guy and his aunt are home alone and they hear a voice from another room say, but it's hey, the aunt. Yeah. But it's hey, not can the you aunt. come in here? But it's, but he looks over and the aunt's actually standing next to him. So the question is, is the person in the room with him actually his aunt or is the person that's upstairs actually his aunt? Mm-hmm. No, I always took it as a demon that was in the upstairs. Yeah, that's the question is who's real? Which one is? The kitchen woman oh. is real. Yeah, but it could it be. Though? Yeah, like why are you assuming that? Hey, girl, she's real. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that one's uh, that one's like a really fun um, creepy pasta. I yeah, I, I think I think it's just like a, a it's a good quick campfire story yeah um because i i i've heard that one a lot i don't really know what the root of that one is the history behind it oh you would um, so want more information yeah like i need like a place time reason why um there, there yeah there's a lot more to that yeah. story it's just but it but it's a great campfire story like yeah. it's creepy it's eerie and i think that there's it's it's just simple enough and just realistic enough to where everyone's like oh my god that really could happen to me yeah um <laughs> So I get it. I fully, fully get it. No, that was a fun one. That one made me, like, eerie. I have a coworker who is very, um, like, sensitive. Mm-hmm. And his whole family has, like, a history of that. And he says that he has seen a ghost in our office. Oh. And specifically, like, we share an office. But, like, you walk in... And there's, like, two desks. And then you walk through another door, and there's four desks back there. So mm-hmm. I work in the back room, and he works in the front room. Yeah. And the ghost sort of hangs out in the back room, apparently. And I, like, sit back there in the dark. I don't... I've never, you know, seen or felt anything like yeah. that. But he, like... He definitely has a change in his demeanor when he, like, goes near it. Yeah. And so... Um, maybe you'll have to come to my office someday. Oh my God. I, bring, I bring all my, my things with me. All Do you still toys. have all your gear? I guess what's in the Ooh, illustrious the... CVS bag. Yes. All right. So after this lovely music, we'll be back with our main guest, Cameron Wreck. Do, 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 do. Be right back. Main guest time. Okay. Hi. So. Welcome back. It's I'm me again. Very pumped. Okay. So, um, some of my, well, should I start with my own ghost stories or should I talk about like the whole process behind ghost hunting? Where do, where do you guys want to begin? I would mm-hmm. abbreviate the how ghost hunting works yeah. and then okay. get into it. Easy okay. peasy. So ghost hunting, real simple. Um, people are like, there's some weird shit happening in my home. Please tell me like, am I crazy? What's going on? Mm -hmm. And so when we would go and investigate places, our actual main goal was to debunk every ghost story they told. I feel Mm. like that's the, the, the main idea. Yeah. Like, like I, I want to be able to say, no, like you're not hearing scratching on the walls. You have rodents in your walls. You're Stephen Crane. Yeah. Like that's the stuff I want to do. That's, um, Arkham's razor. Is that what it, that's like the theory that whatever the simplest possible explanation right. is, that's the one we Usually should embrace. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and so that's kind of like the approach that we always take is like, you have to go on with a sense of skepticism. So mm-hmm. like when, like when Curtis asked me if I believed in ghosts, 
that's kind of a loaded question for me because I, I've seen a lot of evidence of ghosts mm. and I mean, I've been affected by them, but I, I still have, like, I still have that apprehension to look someone in the eye and say, yes, I believe in ghosts. Mm. I'm a believer because I, I, I think that there's real power in being skeptical about it. Yeah. Um, and I'm, yeah. And I, I still struggle like with my own beliefs on like what I feel ghosts actually are. Do they actually exist? How does that align with like my own faith that I was raised with that I still mm-hmm. kind of hold on to? So it's like a whole, a whole thing. Yeah. Um, so we go into a place and um, we typically would show up like around nine or 10 o'clock at night. And then we would really start imbe- investigating from like starting at midnight because there's the whole like witching hour theory, which is like yeah. from 12 to 3 a.m. is when we're kind of at the height of things. Um, people think that it has something to do with the moon. People, so, Some people think it just has to do with simply the time. Um, there's ideas about like energies being different. And so it's a more hospitable atmosphere for Mm. entities to appear. So yeah, so, so we would start our investigation from like midnight to about, you know, uh, 3am. Um, we would have, uh, night vision cameras, um, EMF detectors, which stands for electromagnetic field detector, um, uh, digital voice recorders, um, all that fun stuff. Yeah. And the, the night camera would scare me the most. I would not want to be in charge of that. Oh, I always made someone else hold that. <laughs> I was like, poke that thing into that really dark, creepy room over there and tell me if you see anything. I'm going to wait over here. Like, I'm good. Um, cause that's the interesting thing for me uh, in all of my ghost experiences and, and even growing up and constantly like feeling like entities and like things around me. Um, I never really see anything mm. like nothing's ever really visual for me. I've been so touched. the night camera is never picked up anything um no i mean it, it, it's picked up evidence of something going on but it's never been like oh my god there's like a figure at the end of the yeah. hall like i've like i've never really had that and and like a full apparition is very 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 rare mm-hmm. and a real big deal if you find it that's like the gold nugget of, yeah. of ghost hunting um interesting so uh so yeah um i never let anyone go by themselves um which is why i have an issue with those um, those ghost hunting shows oh, where it's like someone's um, in there like by fear. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Like, a, it's like super uncomfortable and everything feels heightened. So yeah. it's, so there's no way to actually gaze or gauge like what you're feeling is real or whether or not you're just like subconscious. The fuck out. Right. Um, and also if I experience something, but you don't experience it and we're in the same room together, it's hard for me to prove that it actually happened. Right. And so it doesn't feel like real evidence. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm always like, you always go in pairs for safety and for just evidence reasons. See, the, the problem is, is nowadays you have so many devices that are geared towards ghost hunting. Mm. And I'm scared to trust any of them because I'm, I'm worried that they're going to be built or programmed to cause results. Instead uh, of actually document results. Yeah. So that there's, there's like, you, you can jump on Amazon and you can buy EMF detectors <laughs> and they're like, ghost detector and it's that like, would oh, be that's not actually what they are right like that would be stands... so bad to use one of those in a nursing home just like oh shit foreshadowing oh yeah no no <laughs> no, no, no. you just no, you stuff in there. Um, so an emf detector is um it stands for electromagnetic field that's something that we look for we like i'm an electrician that's something electricians <laughs> look for um when they're when they're looking for faulty wiring so anything that has electricity or energy flowing through it is going to produce an electromagnetic field. Mm. And so the theory is that ghosts are nothing but balls of energy. Mm. And so when a ghost is around, they produce electro electronic magnetic fields. 
Um, so, I mean, batteries give them off, laptops give them off, wiring in your wall, light bulbs, everything does. So it's more about finding something that doesn't fit. Mm. So like if I have like my EMF detector in the middle of a room and I can see that it's sitting at a baseline at zero mm. and then all of a sudden I start asking questions and it starts lighting up or mm. it starts buzzing, then something is weird, especially yeah. if it's starting to like intelligently interact with it. So we would do things where it's like, you see the little green light. Like if you walk closer to it, it'll change colors. Mm -hmm. So if there's something here in the room with us, come towards the little green light. Mm. Let us know that you're here. And if it starts responding that way, then you can start doing yes or no questions with it. And it's like a whole communication device. Wow. Um, same thing with like a digital voice recorder. Like the whole idea is like, you want to get something that's like an actual just regular voice recorder or use the one that's on your phone. Um, and the idea is that, you know, you're now picking up, um, you know, uh, audio, um, voices. Well, yeah, yeah. You're, you're listening for voices. You're listening for sounds. I've gotten breaths. Um, one of the tricks that we use a lot is the shave and a haircut concept, which mm -hmm. is just like, Hey, like finish this pattern for me. Bum, 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 bum. And you wait for the, yeah. And you do it and you might get like a little, and you're like, okay, did that actually happen? Or is that just like coincidental? And mm -hmm. so you do it again. And then you do it again. And then you start communicating through knocks and noises. Um, if it keeps happening enough to where it's like, okay, there's something really going on here. Like this is not just coincidence. Have knowledge. you gotten to that point? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so th those are like some of like the simple things that we do in yeah. ghost hunting. The night vision camera. Yes, it's great. And it's fun. Cause the whole, like the whole hope is that you're going to catch something moving in the background. You're going to see something appear and disappear. Honestly, what it's there for, it's, it's just another dust. way to document, like, what's happening. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I'm saying something grabbed me, you're seeing, like, we can rewind and go back and you see that moment where I, like, I jump and then I look at the camera and, like, something just touched me. Like, yeah. it, it's it's a way for us to continue documenting more our experiences than really trying to capture a ghost. Like, mm -hmm. that's, like, if we're lucky, we're going to try, but, like, that's not what we're really waiting for. Yeah. Um, the worst, the worst part of ghost hunting is going back and, like, analyzing all the evidence mm. that you've collected so the hours and hours and hours of footage but even worse than that the hours and hours of audio where you're just sitting there with like headphones Ooh. in just like listening waiting for something terrifying to happen um <sighs> that's the fucking worst um because there's been there's been moments like i haven't had this happen to me but there's been recordings of full-on screams being recorded that they never heard during the actual investigation. Whoa. And so the idea is that, especially for a digital voice recorder, um, a ghost or an entity that is nothing but energy can affect it and mess with it and do their own thing. So that's where um, there's these things like spirit boxes where um, it basically, it almost sounds like static or it sounds like a bunch of words being spoken at once. And the whole idea is that a ghost is able to manipulate the energy enough to pinpoint words that it wants to use to communicate mm -hmm. um or communicating through static um where it's just white noise but they're able to manipulate that white noise enough to get a voice across or something gotcha. you know it, so you give them things to be able to manipulate yeah for me the easiest thing and the cheapest thing for them for me to have <gasps> them to manipulate. was it the christmas lights that winona rider uses yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> um, but no same concept kind yeah of, to an extent um, but an EMF detector is relatively inexpensive and it's just a light and it's simple electronic, electromagnetic yeah. fields. Like that's like easy and simple and just like the root of it kind of yeah. thing. I just want you to go over to my friend David's and I just want you to see what happens.
I would love to. Is it haunted? I don't think David would be cool with the idea, but like I would love to. I don't think David would be cool with the idea because you know, but he doesn't know that you know. So if he went over not saying oh. anything. With my little like buzz. I'm like, hey, <laughs> this is my new weird cell phone. Don't mind me. Just, like hold it up. It's 1992. Exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's how we do ghost investigations. Uh, 12 to 3 a.m., set up everything. No one goes alone. Um, and we would do like EVP sessions, uh, which is just asking questions with like a digital voice recorder. And you usually have like an EMF detector and your voice recorder side by side so you can kind of correlate what's going on. Yeah, that was like the weird abbreviated version. And yeah. I hope you can piece something together out of all that that's like coherent. So, no, that was awesome. It totally what, is. Um, so, you said that like it was trauma that brought you to this. Mm -hmm. So, what was the point where you went from like having a sort of passing interest or, mm. or sort of like looking inward, you know, from like yeah. what am I experiencing to looking outward, like trying to make sense of this, like. How did you learn all of this, essentially? Yeah. Like, what was that so, journey? Um, so after probably, I think it was like three years of therapy where I finally got over my fear issues, like, I, I couldn't be left alone in a room. Like, mm. I, 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 I was depressed. I was stressed. My anxiety was through the roof because I just constantly felt scared. Yeah. Cried myself to sleep every night. You're like, Haley was, Joe Osman. It was, oh, God. Like, it's a I, scary I, time. I have never seen that movie because I can't watch it. Like, it, it, it really, it's, it's too much. Like, it was really, really, really yeah. bad. Um, and so I finally got to a place where I wasn't afraid to be like in a room by myself. Like I could do things alone and be okay. Um, and, and honestly it was, it was ghost hunters popping up on TV mm. and I watched it and I realized I was watching a whole show about ghosts and like, I was felt eerie, but I was more fascinated all yeah. of a sudden. So like, I think it was, I had to get past being afraid of it and let that be in the past for a little bit before I could be fascinated by it. Mm. And then that's when I was like, okay, there's more going on here than just like, I'm just scared of things. Like yeah. what, what was I afraid of? What are these things? And like fear is simply the absence of knowledge. And so mm -hmm. I was like, I want to figure this shit out. Yeah. So that's when I started doing research. I looked a little bit into demonology, which felt a little bit too witchcrafty at moments. So I was like, we're going to back out of that. Yeah. Um, and then I went strictly into like, okay, give me, like, hardcore evidence. Like, let's go, like, a more scientific route. Mm. My parents were terrified from beginning to end of this entire journey. Because wow. um, they're like, oh, my God, my son's trying to play with ghosts. Um, <laughs> but for me, it was it was really a way for me to kind of remove my emotions mm. from the whole experience and just kind of focus... Just kind of focus on, like, what's, like, real like substantial hardcore evidence and okay. does that evidence even exist or is this all just dramatized yeah stuff for tv do you have like um like a defining like your first hunt or you know what i mean yeah. like what what's i want to hear like so yeah the one that really kind of set things off was um we had done a couple homes and one of my friends that I would do ghost hunting with um, was really good friends with someone who worked the front desk of a hotel that was notoriously haunted in my hometown. Okay. Um, that hotel since closed. It was called the Kenilworth Lodge. Um, from what? For dogs or people? Kenilworth, not the Kennel Lodge. Kenilworth Lodge. It just still um, sounds like. <laughs> is your dog worth being kenneled here? Exactly. No, that, that hotel had been open since... Um, Either late twenties or early thirties. Yeah, um, super so spooky super, time. Yeah, very yeah. In very old hotel. 
Um, it was built in two halves, so it, it was originally like the lobby and then a wing, and then they added another wing, so it kind of created like this um, kind of a V shape. Um, just a beautiful old hotel. Um, and so the owners were, uh, were very, very, very Christian um, and refused to believe that the place was actually haunted. Okay. Um, from what I understood... From what I understood, Ghost Hunters actually reached out to do an episode there. No way. And they were like, you're not filming an episode here. Wow. And everyone was pissed because, like, the hotel was really struggling. And they really could have used the extra money yeah. and, like, the tourism that would have brought in. And then years after that, they actually started holding, like, ghost conventions there, apparently. So, like, like, very small level. But, like, you know, Ghost Hunters were coming together in cool. Central Florida and hanging out and sharing stories. Um, but I'm very proud to say that... That's the I'm, dog, not the ghost. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pausing so you can cut it out. Um, oh, I'm leaving that in there. I just want to scare people. Um, I'm proud to say that we were the fo- the first uh, investigative team to go in there. Very cool. Yeah. Good for you guys. So, yeah, so that was really awesome. Um, and we were invited in by the people that work there. So there's there's always a room, and it's always a room with a 13 in the, in the, in the number. So it was room 213, and the whole story is that this woman... Um, checked herself in there, and every time, like, checkout would come out, she would, like, roll herself out, extend her stay, and then go back into her room. And every time she came out, she was looking more manic, more, like, like thinner and gaunt, and just, like, something was, yeah. like, not right. Um, and then finally, her checkout time rolled around, and she didn't come out and re-up, and she wasn't answering her door, and it was locked. And so, um, by the next day, the owner of the hotel like knocked on the door, no answer. And he opened the door and walked in and she was hanging. She had hung herself. Um, the hotel was really old. So like, uh, it was a water pipe that went to a sprinkler, Mm -hmm. um, that ran along the ceiling, but was exposed because the hotel was so old that when they installed those, like, or when it was built, you didn't need those or required. Um, so she had hung herself off of that. Um, and ever since then, every time they would try to check out that room to someone, most of the time they would end up, like, the guests would come and they would demand another room or they would sleep in the lobby. They were so freaked out they couldn't stay in there. Wow. Um, they would see a woman standing at the end of the bed. They would hear crying in the room. Electronics would turn on and off. They'd hear scratching on the walls. Um, all sorts of stuff. Wow. Um, and so they finally just stopped renting that room out. Sure. And um, so we actually investigated that hotel twice. And the first time, they gave us keys to the room, but they didn't check the room out to us because they were like, we can't let you stay in there. Like, like the cleaning people won't even go there and clean up after you. Like, we can't let you stay in there. Like, oh, that's like, like 1408. What's that? Movie. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Again, I don't that. watch scary yeah. movies. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised you never watched The Conjuring then, because the first no one... No way in hell! The first one is more, like, feels factual than the second one. I like the second one, but... No, I can't I can't watch any of that stuff. Yeah, you can. I, well, then I refuse to watch them. I, we'll I, be, I physically can sit there, it's, but... It's I, daytime, I we'll all be with you. No, it doesn't sound. Um, and so the when we went, uh, they basically gave us like a handful of keys. One of them was to room two thirteen, and they're like, "Here, you have like no hardly anyone staying here right now. You have yeah. full run of the hotel. Let us know if you need anything." So we um, we went to our room, we set everything up, um, and I think the moment that that investigation got like real, real for me, and I, it makes me sad because we we weren't recording at the time. We had actually like taken a break, and I was outside um, sitting with one of my friends. She was on the phone, and I was sitting in, like, you know, it's like a, it's a very southern hotel. There's, like, a porch with rocking chairs in the front for you to sit in. Mm, that's cute. So she was on her phone. I was sitting next to her um, in one of the rocking chairs, 
and I suddenly just feel a hand grab my leg. Whoa. Like, like on my knee. And I like froze and I felt it there for a second. And then I didn't feel let go. I just felt it disappear. And I looked over at her and I was like, did you just notice anything? And she's like, no, what are you talking about? And I was like, something just grabbed my leg. And that was like within like the first couple hours of us doing everything. And I was like, okay, like this is going to be a real weird night. And I had never been touched before. I had never had something touch me. Um, That sounds so wrong. (laughs) Not when it's a ghost, (laughs) I guess. I mean, I don't know. There, There is such thing as like, people that claim that they've been raped by ghosts, but I feel like that's a completely different conversation. Wow. Yeah. Um, or the woman that married a ghost. Have you heard that story? No. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I don't know if it's for this podcast that's and this wild. conversation, but we're going to talk about that one. Um, so um, we're investigating throughout the night. Things are like little things are happening here and there, but nothing that's really like, whoa, except that like Cameron had been like some, something grabbed his knee earlier in the night. Um, and then, we went into one room that was under construction, which ghosts notoriously hate when their place is being renovated and being redone. Like and they it, want it, it to stay it yeah. the way I see. I exactly. See. So, okay. it, so the idea is that it actually like stirs things up. Like a place may not be haunted until you start renovating it, and then shit gets real weird. Very Hill House. Exactly. Got it. Um, and so um, we went to this room that was under construction. It was me and my friend Jean, and I sat down in a chair with um, with my back to a window behind me. Um, and I had my, my, my EMF detector going, he was recording me with the night vision camera. Someone else had our digital voice recorder. They were doing another session somewhere else. Um, uh, which also had like really creepy results, but, uh, we did the shave and a haircut thing. Bump, 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 bump. And so I explained it once. I was like, if there's anything here, like, we're just here to like, give you a chance to let us know. Like, we're not asking you, like, we're not asking you. I never ask anything to conjure itself and I never call on anything. Mm. It's like, if you're here, say, Hey, yeah. Um, cause I don't want to like manifest Tempt. something. Yeah. Right. Like that. You don't want to fuck with some of this shit. Yeah. Um, this being one of those cases where you don't want to fuck with it. So, um, I, we do the shave and haircut thing and then finally I'm like, okay, if there's anything here, finish the, the pattern bump, 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 bump. And then on the window behind my head, I hear a knock, knock, like knuckles against glass. Whoa. And I did it a couple more times and it kept happening. And I was like, okay, let's start a yes and no conversation. And I, I always ask questions like, you know, are you a man or a woman? You know, did you stay at this hotel? Did you die in this hotel? And I asked if I, so I think it was, I think it was knock for yes. And then like silence for no. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I said, um, did you stay in this hotel? And I got a knock for yes. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I was like, did you die in this hotel? And it was like dead silence. And I, and I, I remember instantly the weight in the room just kind of shifted. Mm-hmm. I was like something like, like just things just all of a sudden shifted. And I never asked this question, but I was like, are you a human spirit? And then dead silence. Like, like the room went still. Like, like it was, it was the eeriest thing. Um, and I, I remember immediately beginning to sweat and just feeling so unsafe. Yeah. And then um, I said, are you not a human spirit? And then knock, knock on the window behind me. And I look at my friend Gene and I was like, I don't think we can be in here anymore. And I, and he was like, I got to get out of this room. He, he, he wasn't feeling 
like well. Like he's starting to feel sick. Whoa. I was like, we gotta get out of this room. And so I was like, okay, um, we're going to leave this room and you are not to follow us. And there's like a knock on the window. And I was like, I was like, in the name of God, you are staying in this place. You are not following us from this room. Like we are leaving. We're not coming back in here. And it's knocking and it's knocking. And it's getting louder to the point where it sounds like the window is rattling. And Elizabeth, we, your face. She's like totally like, out right now. Hello, I'm, um, this is an entrancing yeah. story. And so as we're leaving the room, like we can still hear the window like rattling and knocking as we're like walking down the hallway. And I was like, we're not going back in that room. Um, Which room is that? It wasn't room 213. It was wow. just another room that was being, but like, was renovated. Construction. Yeah. But it was in the same hotel. And same hotel. This is also just, kind of it very much wanted you to leave. It wanted us to stay. Like, it was, oh. it, was no, it was very much one of those situations where it was, like, like... Come play with us, Danny. Yeah, it was, a, it was a little bit more that vibe. Um, Got it. And I was, like, not having it. Um, oh. And a few hours later, as we were wrapping up the night, we walked by that room again. And I just, like, kind of, like, shoved my foot to open the door. And I poked my head in, and I was just Why? Like, Why would you do that? Because at this point, like, I was tired, but I was also fascinated. And we were, like, on the high of, like, some of the yeah, other shit that had happened that night. You're, like, you're there. And you I gotta know. see it. Exactly. Yeah. And I was, like, you still there? And there's a... No fucking way. And I was, like, do you want us to come in? And it goes... I was, like, I'm not coming in. And then there's just... Oh, and that's... Like, and we just, like, kept our way. And it was, like, the exact same thing that happened earlier. Like, we just, like, walked away... And, um, that was, that was, that's still, I think, one of, like, the top creepiest moments I've ever had with, with ghosts. Um, wow. and then that same night, uh, my friends were doing, um, a EVP session, which is electronic voice phenomenon, um, where they, they had an EMF detector, but they also had a digital voice recorder and they were just asking questions and they were like, it was super boring. We didn't get anything. Like it was dead silent. Like nothing was really going on. And it was a hallway that apparently, um, People had seen the ghost of a little boy mm. running around the hotel. Um, and shit, go to bed. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and I went back and I listened to their EVP session, and I was able to hear like little laughs and breathing mm. on the on the voice recorder. Wow. And then when they were doing the shave and haircut thing, um, it sounded like a finger tapping on the microphone. Wow. Um, at almost every time they did it. Um, it, it was so it was really cool. bizarre. It was really really freaky. That that was like going back and listening to things where I just had chills the entire time. But and did you play it for people that were like naysayers? Um, we, we basically like put everything on a CD and gave it to the people that worked at the hotel and we're like, here's what we found. Let us know if you have questions. And we were yeah. like, bye. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but like, you know, there's things like, you know, electronics and lights flicker and, you know, we hear scratching in the walls and I was like, well, we found like evidence that you guys have like a rodent issue. And mm. so like, there's a lot of your issues right there. Yeah. Or they're like, our break room gives us the heebie-jeebies. And I go in their break room and it basically looks like an ab a basement with exposed wiring. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what they call a fear cage. So, um, <laughs> like, no wonder you're terrified. And the idea behind that is, especially in, like, old basements, you have all these exposed wires running around you. Mm -hmm. And they're all giving off EMFs. Um, and people have crazy reactions to EMF. Something as little as, like, you feel like you're being watched. Um or like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Some people start to feel nauseous. Some people break out in hives. Some people start seeing things out of the corner of their eyes. Like all this stuff, like just kind of depends on how strong EMFs are and how sensitive you are to it. Mm. Um, and, and that's all EMF? Like, that's just EMF. That's not like ghosty EMF. No. That's just like... That's like you got some shit wiring and like yeah. the insulation. Right, because like we have electricity within us as humans. Right. So like the way that interacts must 
Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So it just like, it, it can really, like people are like allergic to EMFs. Wow. Um, so yeah. Um, when people are like, I'm just scared of my basement. I'm like, well, it's dark. It's creepy. And like, you have all of these, this old wiring that was put here in like the seventies. Yeah. Like, no, of course it's it not a cute terrifying. place to be. No, it's yeah. awful. Like I would turn on my, my EMF detector and it would just like light up to red. And I'm like, this is unhealthy. Like yeah. call an electrician. <laughs> you don't need a ghost hunter. Like you need an electrician. I'm like, who are you going to call? Sebring Electric. Yeah. 1-800. Um, it's just like, it, it yeah. was, you know, that kind of stuff we would debunk all the time. That's cool. Um, and then uh, the second time that we went it, to the hotel, um, we actually stayed in room 213. And they literally, they gave us the keys and a set of fresh bedding. Because they're like, no one's been in there to change the sheets. Wow. Because no one goes in there. And like, we like pulled the stuff up. Dust is everywhere. Did you get to go into 213 that first time? No, not that. Well, we, we went in there, but we didn't stay the night in that room. They but, wouldn't They wouldn't let us. But did anything happen in 213? Yeah, it was dead. Nothing was <laughs> It was dead. It was dead. Um, no, th- nothing really happened in there. It was really quiet. What time were you there? Uh, the first time. From from midnight to from three. From midnight to is, three. Is when we did the investigation. We had been there since like 8 p.m. Got it. So, so the leg touching thing actually happened after we finished setting up before we started actually investigating. Ah, uh, I yeah. see. We like took a break. So then the second time you went back to actually like mm-hmm. stay the night. Yeah. And sleep there. Yeah. Okay. We showed up at like 10 p.m. We, we were going to hit some of the hot spots that we went to. The first time we stayed there. Fuck um, that. Why would you just stop testing it? <laughs> no, it was because we were like, you know, we, we, if it continues to happen, then it feels more like real evidence than just yeah. like, that was a weird night. Um, Did you go back to the knocking room? Uh, went back to the knocking room. I didn't go in it though. Cause yeah. I was like, that, that was one of those ones where I was like, this just, it was just unsafe. Yeah. Um, and if it feels unsafe. I tell everyone to leave. Like, yeah. there's no point in tempting yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, that's you don't want to get hurt, and you don't want anything to follow you home. Yeah. That's always my biggest fear with ghost hunting, is that something would follow Attached me. Attached to you. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, I, I just, I, I feel like demonic presences are more likely to leave and follow you yeah. than, like, a ghost would. Because Got ghosts it. are very tied to their space, whereas <laughs> demons are like, we just want to fuck shit up. Right. Um, so, the second time we went there... Um, we stayed in room 213. There's like, here's your bedding. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually set up like a night vision security camera in the corner of the room. Um, we kind of let it be for a while. We left and we like investigated some other areas. The night was kind of winding down. Nothing really crazy had happened the entire night. And we came back to the room and, um, I was like, okay, like one last shot before we all go to bed. Um, and I sat on the end of the bed and I was like, Hey, we're getting ready to finish for the night. Like, if you're here and you want to let us know that you're here, like, now's your last chance. I'm sitting on the end of the bed. I have this this uh, EMF detector with me. And as I'm talking, I feel like a weight sit next to me on the bed. It was almost almost like someone sat down on the bed next to me, but I felt it more than, like, I felt the energy more than I felt like someone sit on yeah. the bed. And I took the EMF detector and I just, like, stuck it out next to me. And it lit all the way up to, like, orange and red. Wow. Um, and and it just, like, stayed like that. And I like, pulled it back, and it would go back to green, and go back to red, and go back to green. Um, and I was able to basically trace out, like, an entire torso and head wow. next to me. And I asked no. questions, and I tried to, like, get it to interact. Um, but it didn't do anything except for just keep the, the light on. And then when I was asking some questions, suddenly the lights just went, do-do-do-do-do. And it was just, like, gone. Gone. Wow. And, and, the, and, like, the energy changed in the room. Like, I felt the weight on the bed leave. Yeah. And we were like, okay, that was it, I guess. We're good. And then we 
went to bed in the same room. Like, it was, like, four of us crammed in, like, a queen-size bed in that room. Yeah. And we all fought over who had to sleep on the edge, because none yeah. of us wanted to sleep on the edge of the bed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that was, like, that was a, a really crazy and cool experience. Wow. Um, and that was the Kenilworth Lodge. Wow. In the little podunk sea room, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. But I, nobody, I nobody that went back in the tapping room had anything happen. I didn't send anyone back in that Nobody room. I wasn't going to let anyone in I there. thought you said you guys went into it the second time. No, no. he said not to mess with it because yeah. it's too scary. Oh. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going back in that room. Um, can we pause it for a second? Yeah. It died before. He was, like, furious that, like, segregation was ending. Oh, my and, God. Like, yeah. Oh, like, that one That one freaks me yeah. out. Yeah. I, I hate that story, and I love it at the same time. I know. Um, I just, I don't understand how... I, I, you and I are the opposite where mm-hmm. I could watch a scary movie and be fine, but I would not want to go ghost hunt because it's mm-hmm. more tangible. Yeah. Whereas you're like, I'll take the tangible, but I won't watch. I think it's because there's a sense of a well-made movie by a bunch mm-hmm. of artists that put hard work in there to entertain Cameron. He won't give them the time of day. I paid good money for this equipment. I'm going to get some use out of it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and I'm helping people. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think a big part of it is like, I'm in control. I'm, I'm coming after you, mm. which that was, that was a part of it in like getting over my fear issues where yeah. I was, I no longer felt like taunted and like attacked by this stuff. I was finally like, I'm, I'm coming after you. Like I'm, I'm in, con- yeah. I'm the captain now. Um, <laughs> look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I think that that is kind of part of it. And there's also like, you're on this adrenaline high, like yeah. weird shit starts happening. You're like, point the camera over there. I saw something. Run. Like, it's like, yeah. You know, oh, it's, poor it's, Ned. It's <laughs> he doesn't like out. the sound of the, um, the, the EMF detector. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think that's part of it. Um, okay, so I know I only have a little time left, so would you guys rather hear my ghost story from New Orleans or my ghost story from, uh, the theater I grew up in? Which is the one that the roommate, you know, like your friend was with oh, you and she was God. in the bathroom? Okay, yeah. Oh, that's the New Orleans one. Okay, um, yeah, do that yeah, one. That's, that's, that's my, um, so that's my best Because that one friend. I know. You've said, I've heard this twice. Yeah. So, I'm going to uh, sit back. <laughs> When I moved out, when I was moving out here to, to Los Angeles, um, I road tripped with my best friend, Lizzie. Um, hi, Lizzie. I love you, and I miss you dearly. She was also the one that t- told me the story about the, the screaming racist guy. Okay. The, the racist ghost. It happened to a friend of hers in, wow. in Georgia. Um, anyways, so our first night of the road trip, um, we ended in New Orleans. And uh, I, I rented us a... It's the old racist guy. I rented us a hotel... A hotel room at like the oldest hotel I could possibly find. Yeah, like <laughs> like I definitely I don't think I've even told her this. I absolutely like sought out like the cheapest and creepiest old hotel. I could find. <laughs> um, and so we check into the room, and we get in there, and we're both like, "Oh, this is like it's nice. Like it's an old it's an old hotel." Um, I was like, "Oh my god, it's creepy. It's like just creepy enough to where I'm like not afraid to sleep here tonight. Yeah, but it's like creepy enough to where I'd be like, ooh." Um, <laughs> And so uh, we're in the room and we're, we're like unpacking a little bit and, and trying to settle in. And there's like this weird ticking noise that sounds like a clock, but it's like just loud enough to be annoying. And we could not figure out where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Like we unplugged everything. We opened up every door. There was like a little space heater in one thing. I was like, is that make, is it on a timer? What's, we tried everything to figure out where this ticking noise is coming from. Never actually found it. Like we just had to like sleep through it and figure Interesting. it out. Um, so Lizzie goes to take a shower and I'm in the room by myself. Um, and 
I'm looking at, like, you know, the hotel art on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I notice, like, it was, like, all old drawings of New Orleans. And I noticed behind one of the picture frames, it looks like there's something, like, on the wall, like, on the wallpaper. Okay. And I kind of, like, n- normally, you know, those those pieces of art are, like, screwed to the yeah. wall. I can't move them. Th- these had been, like, someone had, like, yanked the screws out. And I was able to kind of move the picture frame to the side. Uh-huh. And there was, like sticky dried blood looking stuff <gasps> like on the, the wall behind the picture and i was like okay we're gonna pretend that this is either a not blood at all and just <laughs> messy people that stay here before sure. me or at least chicken blood like it's, yeah it's new orleans there is a lot of hoodoo and voodoo right. going on like there's a lot of spiritualism happening mm-hmm. People are going to do their thing. Miscellaneous fluids. Exactly. I'm like, I don't know what's being flung to <laughs> make right. her come, but like, we're, we're not going to fuck with it's it. It's not my business. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, and picture is going back and we're never speaking of this again. Um, Lizzie gets out of the shower. At this point, I'm properly freaked. Um, she's like in the room chilling. I go to take my shower and I'm so freaked out. I can't shower with the shower curtain closed. <laughs> like I need to look at the bathroom because yeah. I'm like, something is going to fucking come through here yeah, um and i i'm showering and i'm like i'm creeped out but i'm okay and then all of a sudden i get this like sinking feeling in my gut um and it happens almost every time and like i'm about to see something or something's about to get real weird and it's a mix between like anxiety and then like severe like sadness like like mm. like that drop in your gut sad feeling yeah like the moment before you cry when you're hit with something it's yeah. like that feeling um, and I, I suddenly get hit with that and I just start praying over the room. Mm-hmm. I'm like, in the name of God, if there's anything here that is not meant to be here or that wishes me harm in the name of God, I command it to leave right now. And as I'm saying that I see this shadow go from the top corner of the bathroom straight through the floor. And I full on, I start cussing and then I start praying all in the same like oh, breath. Yeah. Um, finish my shower as quickly as possible. And I, like, get out of the shower, and Lizzie's like, I heard you yell. Are you all good? I was like, I almost slipped. I didn't tell her anything that happened. What? Because I, I, I knew she'd be like, we got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Um, and I was like, where are we going to go stay? So I, uh-huh. I made the decision that we were just going to sleep through this. That's right. And, like, whatever was there is now gone. That's right. At least to downstairs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> enough for me right now. Far enough away. Um, and so, like, we stayed the night, and then as we were checking out the next day, we got in the car, and I was like, so, Lizzie little story oh to tell you. She was furious yeah. with me. Um, but that was like one of the few times that I've I've seen something. Yeah. Um, and it didn't. It wasn't like a real shape. It was just like this kind of like flash of a shadow that just kind of mm. like boom. And that one, that one, like that, that was kind of cool and scary. Yeah. But I've seen stuff like that happen to me before. Um, there, I've seen shadows like at the theater that I grew up in. Um, a shadow ran across a wall and knocked over a stack of plywood and then slammed the men's dressing room door shut. And this happened in front of a group of people during, in the middle of a rehearsal. My best friend's mom broke down in tears and just started crying. It freaked her out so much. Oh my gosh. Um, my dumbass ran after it into the locker room. Of course. Everyone else was like, oh God. And I'm like, <laughs> I gotta, gotta go. Um, and yeah, that, that one was was creepy. Um, I've had chandeliers swing on their own. Oh my gosh. Um, um, yeah, thank you so much for letting me tell some of my ghost stories. I yeah, I hope listeners are thoroughly uh, fucked up after this Yeah, one. I have I the bug so. fully. Oh yeah. I'm like... Are you more of a believer now? I, I'm more of a believer in the sense like... 
there's there's knowledge to be had. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. there's experiences to be had, and I wanna I wanna there's go. there's something beyond what we understand on yeah. this plane, and whether it is just residual energy, yeah, dimensions, ghosts, like whatever we want to like call it. There's there's something going on because like you and I were talking during the break. There's too many experiences to yeah. just brush this stuff off. It's yeah. like nothing. So I hope the listeners are both like delightfully creeped out. Yeah. But Yay. also like excited to kind of research things on their own That's and right. like try to understand like what it is if you're curious in it and and how it aligns with maybe your own belief and outlook on, on the world. Yeah. Open your mind just a little. Just and a little, but not too far because then really weird fucked up stuff yeah, can happen. Yeah, 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 and I'm yeah. not encouraging that be whatsoever. Careful. You have to be careful. With this <laughs> That's my disclaimer. Do not try this at home. <laughs> Unless Thank your you. home is haunted. Well, yeah. yeah. Then just do your best. <laughs> and then if your home is haunted, call me. Yeah. Uh, I would love to come in. It's been ages since I've been able to do a proper ghost hunt because... People in LA don't just let you in their homes here. That's weird. It's like a, it's like a. That's strange. It's like understand. they think that you're gonna murder them. Yeah, like you back just, in my home. You gotta now. find them on Grinder and be yeah, like, "Hi, I just wanna. Hi. I don't wanna hook up." Oh my gosh, let's all make Tinder profiles that we're ghost hunters oh and my see God. how many Actually, responses we get. I love that idea. Yeah, I'll pitch that to work. your producer. Yes. <laughs> We'll call it I Dated a Ghost. Oh my gosh. Next on Lifetime. I'm going to be the second woman to marry a ghost. Well, thank you guys for listening. Tune in to next week. Rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. Yeah. On Apple Podcasts. And um, talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.